some families have disappointed God. God said that one of the things that he loves about Abraham is that he can command his children to walk in his ordinances. Can God say that to you? So what God is always looking for is that God wants to create a man. Somebody who can be able to represent him in a family. So the family in the world is actually a picture of who God is to us. So how to create a great family that is blessed is following the instruction that God gave to Abraham. Knowing God becomes the first step to start a brand new family. Family does not start with a man and a woman. Family starts with an individual. Somebody not send you a letter. People send letters to failed parents. In fact, if you were as bold as some of the people that wrote those letters, most of us have letters that we have sent to our parents. Letters to failed parents. Let me read one for you to hear. So that you understand exactly what a child in the prison send this letter to the parents. And this letter is going to shock you. It's actually sending it to the mother because sometimes it's the mother that really pamper children too much. How many of you were almost pampered to a spoiled level by your mother? Be precise. Your mother almost pampered and killed you. Sometimes your mother is actually the one who tells you, ah, that girl that always comes, where is she? Why is she not coming back? Or sometimes when you even hear the word of God, I'm trying to break up with a lady. It's your mother that calls her to come. When she cry and tell your mother, is that the only thing? Come to the house. Your mother will give her a wrapper and tell her to go to your room and sleep. <laughs> what a mother. <laughs> so there are many sample letters of disappointment to tell parents through life stories. Alright, so there are many parents that have actually failed in their responsibility, failed in their behavior, failed that if children were to send letters to them, they would have actually sent such letters like the one I'm going to read right now to these parents and tell them how bad and how disappointed they feel about their behavior. Okay. The first letter I want to read for you before I proceed is the letter a child of seven years old sent to Santa Claus. The child thought Santa Claus was a living human being. So he sent the letter to Santa Claus. This is the content of the letter. 
dear Santa, we had to leave our house. Daddy was mad. We had to do all the house jobs. Dad got everything he wanted. Mom said it was time to leave. And she would take us to a safer place. Where we don't have to be scared. I'm still nervous. I don't want to talk. I don't want to talk to the other kids. Are you going to come this Christmas? We don't have any of our stuffs here. Can you bring some chapters of your books, dictionary and compass, and a watch? I also want a very, 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 very good daddy as a Christmas gift. So, a child wrote this letter to Santa Claus, thinking and hoping Santa Claus was alive. It's the devil that answers prayers in Christmas for the children of darkness. So, he makes people to see that and the child starts writing this letter to Santa Claus because of the parents have failed. The father had failed, the father beat up the mother, and the mother is so scared, and they've run out of the house to a place that is safer. And now a child of about seven years has started demanding for a change of father, start thinking and wishing the father could be changed. This could be a case of a lot of us who have been born into some families and Fathers have actually been a disappointment. Sometimes the mother have actually been a disappointment. They don't live up to the expectation. There are very many letters. Maybe one of these days we'll be reading one after the other. But there's one I want you to really, really see. The letter is a letter a child wrote to the mother from the prison. Talking about how disappointed she has been and how the mother thought him out of steel. Alright, so... Very many times we find ourselves in disappointment and places that we can't really help ourselves out of. Parents we looked up to have lived a bad life and that affects our life and make us feel so sad. So very many times also we wish also we could have a change of parents. We wish also our fathers were sincere. Do you love them like you should love them but... It doesn't really work out well most times because the examples they give is a very bad one. A child told me how she was passing to somewhere around the school environment and saw in a lodge, in a particular lodge. Okay, it was actually a friend that was passing and saw in a lodge the father's car and called and said, your father is around. He said, no, 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 my father is at Uyo. He said he's going to Uyo. And said, no, 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 your father is around. I've seen him. So when they now checked and checked and behold, they saw the place and behold, the father was with one of the classmates of the child. So it becomes a high level of disappointment. Spiritually, when things happen like that, God becomes disappointed with some of the formations of the house and start talking to us like he was talking to Moses. And what he started talking to us about is how I wish I can start a fresh family from you. How I wish I can find a nice family. The reason why God actually created the family was because God wanted a place 
that can show the child a picture of who he is. So the family in the world is actually a picture of who God is to us. The reason why God created the family was because he wanted the father to show the children love like he shows us love. When Jesus was teaching the disciples how to pray, one of the things he told them was that when you pray, say things like this, our father that is in heaven. So he created the earthly family relationship for it to be a nice picture that we can be able to refer to when we are dealing with God. So now when your environment and your parents have not lived up to the standard of God, the example become a wrong example. Do you understand what I'm saying? So how to create a great family that is blessed is following the instruction that God gave to Abraham. So how to create a great family was that when Abraham started having relationship with God. I don't know how he got to do that, but he started having close relationship with God. He started paying attention to God. He started being different. God started talking to Abraham because God was tired of the kind of family he came out from. The Bible commentary people told us that Abraham's family were idol worshippers. Father was actually an idol worshipper. And Abraham is somebody who is graving to meet with God. Somebody who wants to be like God. Somebody who wants to become different. So in his quest to become different, God told him something. One of the things that God told him was that, I want you to leave your father's house and go to a place I'll show you. So now, this is a step for someone to build a nice foundation for family. So, family begins with one person. God is always interested in starting a new thing with somebody. So, you don't even understand that as you are sitting right now, God does not look at you as an individual, like with your name, if your name is Savior. God doesn't look at you as an individual. God looks at you as a generation. He looks at you as a nation. That's how God looks at us. That is why most of the promises of God that God is promising you is too big for your lifespan. It's longer than your lifespan. When you hear God talk to an old man who is about 80 years and God is telling the man, I will bless you. In this land, I will establish you. Most of the blessings is not really about the man alone. It is about his generation, the things and the people that he's bringing up. So how to start a very good foundation of following God 101 is knowing Jesus. Knowing God becomes the first step to start a brand new family. Family does not start with a man and a woman. Family starts with an individual. That's what family starts. The next thing God told them was, I want you to leave your father's house. Most of the things, like I said before, is that leaving the father's house may not be physically most times. Sometimes it has to be physically, but sometimes it's psychologically. I want you to leave the way your father's people think. I want you to live the way your mother's people think. I want you to leave them psychologically. Leave their thinking pattern. Because I want to make a family through you. Most of the time, God can be interested in one person in a whole family. 
And when he's interested in you very much, it's not because of the eloquency, whether you know how to preach or something or not, anything. He's interested in who he wants to create out of you. The generations he wants to bring out of you. Because some families are actually very bad. I know of a mother who tells the child, go steal. If they pursue you, run to the house. Has anybody actually stolen your property before and you pursue the person and he runs to the house? When he enters the house, the mother says, Zero. What's it? Is my child the only Satan that you have discovered? Is he the baddest guy? He's not even talking about what the child has done. Let me read this message. This message looks like somebody's mother. Let me read it. Mother, if there were more justice in this world, we would both be executed instead of just me. The child was writing from the prison and he said, if there was more justice, if the world was actually just, if the judge was actually just, it should have been two of us that should be executed, not only me that should be executed. And the reason is this. You are as guilty as I am for the life I lived. Remind yourself when I stole and brought home the bicycle of a certain boy, you will help me hide it so father would not see it. Do you remember the time I stole money from the neighbor's wallet? You went with me to the mall to spend it. Also recall when I argue with my father before his death. He just wanted to correct me for stealing the final results of the competition in the school, which led to my expulsion from school. Mom, I was just a child. I could have been corrected shortly after I became a troubled teenager. Unfortunately, I was not so. I became a pretty malfunction man. Some people are pretty, but malfunction. You know what malfunction is? They are now good for nothing. Pretty. Sometimes you see someone very nice, has beards, and so nice, speaks Polish English, but leave your phone in the place. It's now a malfunction man. A man that is not functioning well. And he says, Mom, I was just a child in need of correction and not an approval. And he says, all the same, I forgive you. I just want this to reach the greatest number of parents in the world so they can know what makes all people good or bad. Finally, he says, thank you, mother, for giving me life and also helping me to lose it. So, very many parents and many homes, God has been disappointed by a lot of homes. God has been disappointed by families, some behaviors, some things that are going on in the family. I know of a man who, somewhere in the world, a certain part of Nigeria, a man who used to sleep with the first child. So now sleeps with the first child until the first child now grew up and got married. And when the child now had a child, came back for sort of a mogo, whatever. Now understand. Our people do a mogo in what? How do they do a mogo over there in Ibo? The mother comes to the house. Okay. Our people go to their mother. Yes. So 
when the child went back to the parent, the father continued from where he stopped. So one of the days, as God will like it, when God wants to vindicate people, the husband came to the house, opened the door. Behold, the father on the child. And the husband rejected the wife, rejected the child and everything. And currently, as I speak to you, the child is still in the father's house because the story is not up to two years old. And as I was inquiring about how wicked and how cruel the world could be, they told me that's not all about that man. That the man had impregnated a certain child. That is one of the children. Impregnated the child, took the child for abortion. The child died and the child was buried. Some families have disappointed God. Some people have become so dirty before the Lord. Some have caused so much abomination that God has been so disappointed. So most times, God still chooses people from such families. But when God chooses somebody from that family, he wishes to establish a new family through you. So when God wants to start a new family through somebody, he tells the person what he's telling Abraham here. Come out of your father's house, your father's country. Your father's kindred, your father's family, come out of it and be separate. And I will make from you a great nation. That is why Abraham's father's name is not even important to us. Because God decided to start a family from him. So the foundation for a blessed family is two. One is identifying Christ. Two is coming out from family behavior, family way of doing things, family way of everything. Sometimes your elder brother in secondary school got first child. In secondary school, second brother got first child. You have even by the grace of God entered university. Not that you were very, very careful, but just that it didn't work out. You have entered into the university and it now becomes a culture of your home to always impregnate somebody, having three different children from two different mothers before getting married to another one. So if that's a culture in your family, you need to try and come out of that culture. Okay, even if you have had the children already, there's nothing you can do. You can't deny them. They come out from the behavior because the behavior is wrong. It's a bad behavior. So God was talking to him and he said to him, come out from your country. There are some things that people do in a certain country. And one thing about the devil is that when you behave like the people of your home, you belong there. But when you want God to establish a new nation from you, you need to behave differently because every nation have different unique lifestyle. Do you understand what I'm saying? So when your lifestyle is still the same as the lifestyle of your grandparents, you are still in their nation. When they pour libation in their nation, it affects you too. But when you are living a life that is separate, your life is not like that, you have been able to break out of that nation. You don't know what makes a nation a nation. Nation is actually people who are living a separate lifestyle, have separate culture, have separate way of doing things and all of that. They are separate. Their public holiday does not affect other people's public holiday. When I was in Ghana, in face October, we still go to work. I tell you, ah, this is face October, you are going to work. In Nigeria, face October, everybody's on a standstill. We celebrate, they say, no, 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 their own is something, 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 another day. Entirely. So when you are in the family of Christ, when you have developed a new nation, living a life according to Christ, what holds people in the other family don't hold you. 
What stops people in the other family don't stop you. What the devil uses to put people on a standstill in other homes don't put you on a standstill. The devil don't trap you down. So when people are praying, some prayer points are not even for you if you have moved out. That's why I love the scripture. When the Bible says that we must be born again. That is to say, we must have a new birth coming out of the birth that we were born into, into the fresh one that God has given to us. When you get into a new birth, what happens in the other family sets up doesn't affect you. So that's what God was talking to Abraham. Abraham, your family must have been bad. You can't change it. There's no need being depressed whenever they preach about it. Just decide to lay a foundation of a fresh family through you. Decide to make a foundation, a nice foundation that I am going to be a child with a difference. I am going to build a family with a difference. I have seen people whose father had 30 wives and they come out from a father that has 30 wives and have only one. They have been able to build a nation for themselves. My grandfather had 23 wives. Okay, great grandfather rather had 23 wives and my my grandfather came out and wanted to break out from the nation. But he could not really break out and had three wives. Every ten, he has one. Every ten, he has one. Had three wives. So ability to break out from that is to be able to say, this is how they live, but I don't live like that. This is what they do, but I don't do like that. This is what they believe, but I don't believe like that. It's very, very hard. I was talking to a pastor who is from Abia State, yes, who told me that when people die, that their families are more of Catholics and whatever. And, you know, those people like, um, they like immortalization. Immortalization is an idolatry. Idolatry is a sin. Those people like immortalization of people. Somebody will die, they will immortalize the person and all of that and all of that. So they said somebody would die and after they would now go and do remembrance of the person that was dead. So the man was telling me, what should I do? I tell him, a child of God, they don't do remembrance of the dead for people that have died. That's not what children of God does. Then we do remembrance, you go and do some things, do some sacrifice and all of that. I showed him places in the scripture. I told him what the name is called. I told him it's called necromancy. It is romancing with the dead. So it's not good. And the man told me, but everybody in my family is not saved. I am the only one that is saved. I said, yes, you need to prove to them that you will not do it. The man said, the people feel if you don't do it, you will not prosper. That doing it, that is when your father died. And when he died, they buried him because the family did not have money. Now the people now have money. And if you don't go and rebury him, that's a burial where there's no line in steps. If you don't go and rebury him, that you people will not prosper. That until you go and bury him well, that is when he will now go and bring out prosperity and give to the people that buried him well. That if you are not among the people who buried him well, he will not go and bring prosperity and come and give to you. I told the person, that is the most annoying part of that belief. The most annoying part of that belief is that very one. And that is to say that it is the dead people that supplies my wealth. That my wealth and my prosperity is given to me by ghosts. I refuse that kind of belief. And I refuse that kind of prosperity. If my prosperity is going to be from ghosts, then somebody can pour libation to the ghosts and they collect it back. How can I have prosperity? How can I have 
homes, my house, given to me by the ghosts. The ghosts will always come around in the house too. That's why people have houses and they cannot live inside. That's why people eat. I've prayed for somebody before. I will tell you this one. It could be scary, but please don't be scared. We're in the house of the Lord. Have you seen people who eat? Who eat? I've prayed for a woman who eats. When she eats, the other part, they are cutting off. She eats. Cut off. I'm telling you, real life, not very far away, close to me. She, there will be two meats. She will remove one and eat. The other one is also missing. The other meat. Life, oh, I'm not saying that. Life. No, I'm not joking. That, please, know when I'm joking and know when I'm serious. As in the woman will call, will put back here and will want to carry shoe and keep and want to dress and the back is taken off. When he now check, 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 they have carried the back and throw away outside. The woman wants to open the door. Like one day they call me, say, Pastor, where are you? Pastor, where are you? As I'm around, they say, please, come, 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 come. I just came down. The man said, these two sticks were here. I was trying to open the door. They carried one of them and hit my head. They hit the woman with one of the sticks. I had to start, after praying for the woman for some time, it wasn't really working. So I called the woman. I said to the woman, what relationship do you have with somebody that has died? Did you kill the person? Did you do, because I started interrogating very much. Okay, let me tell you the most shocking part of it. One day, the woman was lying down. Okay, was on the bed, later on left the bed, went to the house. Fire came down and burned the bed. Okay, she just carried her back. I think most of my pastors, I sent them to go and pray. Carried her back, kept in the bed, removed her clothes. Fire came down, burned the whole thing. Burned even the house. I think I still have the video in my phone or whatever. Born the house and so on. Real things that ghosts can actually do. So somebody is now telling me that if I don't go and do it, that ghosts will not bring out prosperity. Who cares? So there are demonic things that you need to move out of. You need to move out of. When they are doing some things in your family, just ask what of what use is this thing? They say, ah, that's how they do it. So if they don't do it, ah, that's how they do it. Or it's, it's the way our fathers do it, our grandfather do it. Now ask, what is the essence? What is the need of it? When there is no need, when there does not have any this thing, just know that the devil's hand is involved. Tell the person, I am a child of God. I don't do it. I don't have connection with the ghosts. I don't have connection with the devil. I don't have connection. So the Bible is telling us that we should try as much as we can to move out of some certain things. Move out. Ability to be able to move out and say, we don't belong here. Most of you, you go to your parents' house during this Christmas or whatever, and they carry you to some places. My son was telling me the problem I have with my mother is anytime I go, my mother will take me to her prophet. And that small shrine that they enter, they used to bend and enter. There is a small place outside with a... A bell. If you want to enter, were you there when he was saying it? You, you have to carry the bell, prang, prang, before you now enter. <laughs> now enter. All the people that entered, even the mother just used the bell, prang, prang, and entered. Everybody, prang, prang, and entered, prang, prang, and entered, prang, prang, <laughs> You need to grow to a point that you tell the person, oh, I'm a child of God. I no longer do that. I have a church. I have a pastor. We don't longer do that. Don't let yourself be conformed to something. Else you will give it to children and the children will become vagabonds and your family will be ruled by something else. You will be in the house and your wife will tell you that there's somebody, the prophet said that you should go and sleep in the forest and leave the house and so on. 
in your very eyes, if you don't move out from some certain things, in your very eyes, you'll find a prophet who is sleeping with your wife in front of you. You don't understand what the world is turning into. You need to know the scripture, know the Bible, know the word of God, and move out of some certain things. I don't know who I'm talking to, but my heart is so connected to that point. God wants you to move out of some certain things. You've been there for too long. Move out from some idol worshipping of carrying candle. They say we should light candle, pray in the midnight, do this and this. And you see it's not conforming to the word of God. Go and carry sand and go and do this. Have I ever told you to go and carry sand before? Apart from the ones I say you should carry it for the building of the church. <laughs> Apart from the ones I say go and carry sand in the church. Push it to the people that are mixing cement. Let them mix cement. Did I tell you to go to your village and carry sand in a water proof? Let's go and use it and pray. Why, why do we need your sand in your village to use and pray? When we have you. You are a product of your village. If I pray for you, I pray for the village. And now go and look for sand. Why, don't try to idolize. If you are clapping, clap better than that. They are people that have idol, they have jujulized everything. Jujulization has become part of their life. Everything that you utilize it. Let me tell you what I told my pastor some time ago. You see, herbs, herbs that is leaves is a very good thing to use leaf and heal somebody of wound. It's a very nice thing. In fact, it's biblical. In fact, if you read Revelation, the Bible says that there's a tree in heaven that has twelve different fruits, and the leaves are for healing. So herbs are nice. To go further on that explanation, the word herbalist is a wrong name. Because herbalist is not actually sinful. Herbalist is not a bad name. Herbalists are people who use herbs to heal. But the problem why we now see herbalists as a bad name is that herbalists have now become witch doctors. They have jujulized it. The truth is that if you use uh, Kufuogba, what is the name of Kufuogba? In English language. There is this leaf. Wait, I'll explain it and you understand. There's this leaf that when you put it, when you have injury in your leg, it's just like the leaf is like Audin. You just put it in your hand like this. Sometimes to really jujulize it, you put saliva small and, <laughs> and turn it and turn it and turn it and, and squeeze the water, put it in the place and the thing will be paper and just like Audin. If our people were actually creative, they should be able to plant, there should be a big farm more than this primary school planting of that this thing, squeezing out the juice for it, and using it in the hospitals. For the devil to really make you do something you shouldn't have done, he will now tell you that when you want to cut that leaf, cut seven of it. <laughs> and when you want to cut the seven, use your right hand first though, cut the first one. Use your left hand, cut the second one. Right hand, cut another one. When it is now up to seven, you now squeeze it. And when you now squeeze it, you turn it in your head for seven times. When you now turn in your head for seven times, you now carry small sand. Let it be sand from the front of the house and not the back of the house. <laughs> and you now put small. When you now put it, you now carry it up and now call on the gods of your forefather and now put it in. It's just rubbish. You're trying to put titanus in the wound. So there are a lot of things to be able to produce a nice family. One of the things that God expects us to do is that we should be able to come out of a lot of things. 
culture of your people that is not in line with the culture of God, when you are able to come out of it, you will be able to train up your children in the way they should go and they will not depart from it when they grow old. You will be able to put your children's traits on the way of the Lord. So that is it. My father was talking to me about my grandfather. That my grandfather's brother, my grandfather's, the mother had only him. So the stepbrothers made a plan to sell him off. So they sold him to the whites. And the whites people, they sold him to, now I would have been in New York. <laughs> the white people, they sold the man to. Now, loved the man. And the man learned English language from them. And they started using the man as their missionary. The man now became an interpreter to the missionaries. So whenever he comes back, he will move down with the white people. The people were surprised that the people that they sold and they collected money have not been taken away. So he's now brought back to the community. He stays there and moves with the white people to interpret the things they preach. Interpret it and interpret it. And so, and, and the brothers were into very many, many idolatry worship, like a Kong, like a Po, like very, very masquerade, the things you run at during Christmas and the things that run after you during Christmas. So they were into a lot of things and the people were not happy that he has joined the white people to bring strange gods. That's what they call it. So in many occasions, in about three occasions, they have tried to bond him with the people, with the white people when they are having meeting with some people and all of a sudden the masquerade will come out and they will do a lot of things and they will set the house on fire and the people try to escape in about three occasions. Alright, so one day, um, they said before the man died, the man now said, anybody who derailed from this way of the truth that he has suffered so much, he's almost killed for anyone who derailed with it, it shall not be well with him. So you now see that if somebody is saved, and is able to move out of the demonic culture of the homes or the families, he can now start directing his own family well. Do you understand what I'm saying? He can direct his own family well. But if you are not able to move out, you will not be able to direct your house. And God wants a man to be the one directing the face of his home. Not things to direct the face of the home for you. God wants a man to take dominion. The first promise that God promised man in Genesis was that I have created you. So from now on, I want you to take dominion. You should be able to take dominion spiritually and physically. Ability to control powers of darkness that are moving around. You should be able to create a nation out of where you came from that was not in line with God. So God says, I'll bless you. I'll make through you a great nation. Forget about where you come from. I am going to make through you a great nation. When you see people who are wasting their life, living a life the way they like and doing all sort of things that, that they are doing, entering into cultism and so on, they are trying to destroy their future. They are destroy- you see all this small, small cultism that people are entering now? The same way people talk about their grandparents who were a witch and wizard and they are even saying God should punish them in the grave. That's the same way. Also in the next, because this is the new modern witchcraft seed. They all the cultism beating of the back in school, this back, this sack back that people are entering. It is the modern 21st century witchcraft seed. The same way when we were in primary school, they will be putting witch to somebody through this thing, uh, 
Mansion to what's Mansion to in English? The granite tree. Using that to put witchcraft to people and all of that. That's the same way also the enemy is using all these cultisms in school to get people initiated. This is the new witchcraft scene. So when you have people or friends who are behaving like that, you need to learn how to move out of among them. Except you don't want to create a new family. You don't want to create a new home. The truth is, is the more you get out of it, the more you get free from it. Because not just about being, there are demons that are operating in that circumference, in that place, in the, those actions. There are demons that put people in, in imprisonments. If you don't move out of it, you are still in bondage to it. Bow your heads, let's pray. Just pray for yourself and pray for your home, pray for your family. Say, Lord, birth in me a great family. That's what I want you to pray about. Lord, I want you to birth a great family through me. Most times you can be praying that God should make you have a family or settle you down. But sometimes God does not want to answer it very quickly because you have not yet gotten what it takes to build a home. You are not decisive. You are not even serious in church. You are not even a serious person. You don't even know God. What will you tell your children? How will you direct your children? You that does not even go to church all the time. You that they used to come and pursue to go to church. How will you make your children to go to church on time? You see, you don't even have what it takes to be a father yet. Yet you want to marry. So what God is always looking for is that God wants to create a man. Somebody who can be able to represent him in a family. Somebody that can be able to represent him in a family. Somebody that can keep instructions. Somebody that can make the people. One of the things that God said about Abraham, which is very, very crucial and very, very important, is that God said to Abraham, God said that one of the things that he loves Abraham about is that he can command his children to walk in his ordinances. Can God say that to you? Are you somebody that can direct people to walk in the ordinances of God? Or you are always somebody that is always directed. They always direct you. They direct you through pressure. When they put pressure on you, they share beer. Everybody's drinking beer. And all of a sudden, you now request for more. And they start laughing at you. When they start laughing at you, they say, okay, now I'm bringing the beer now. Because these people are laughing at me. Are you always controlled by pressure? Or are you controlled by who God has created you to be? Are you steadfast? Are you committed to God? Can God boast about you like he boasted about Job? God said to the devil, he said, this my son, he is an upright man in the whole face of the earth. Nobody's like him. God was talking about Job as if Job was the only one on earth. Can God say something like that about you? Or you are this, this holy on Sunday believer, Back to sin on Tuesday. Can God testify about you? Can God say that you are fame? Can God say that you are strong? Can God say that you are fame? That you are not moved by what people say? The Bible says come out of among them. Come out of your father's country. Come out of your father's home. To the place I'll show you.
I want you to be upstanding right now. Let me pray for you. Father, I pray for everyone listening to me right now. I pray for the special grace of God, the mercies of the Lord, the strength of the Holy Ghost. I pray for the sustaining ability that is in Christ Jesus. I pray in the name of Jesus against every power of darkness, destructions of the enemy, every attack that the enemy wants to use to drag them to what they have moved out of. I pray against every satanic plans and satanic whatever the enemy uses to drag people into condemnations and the activities of their homes or activities of the place they are living. I pray right now that salvation has met them right now. In Jesus' precious name we pray. Shout a powerful amen. Close your eyes, everybody. I pray right now that God will give you the ability to move out of everything that the devil has been using to bring you down. Move out from the circle of friends that are destroying your future. May you move out from the circle of friends that are destroying your future. In the name of Jesus. As we are closing our eyes right now, I want to pray for special people, people who want to give their life to Christ, which is the first thing in the foundation that is required from somebody who wants to build a new home for God. All I need you to do is just lift your hands above your head. I'm praying for you from here. If you are here, you want to give your life to Jesus, just lift your hands up. I've seen a hand lifted up. Father, I thank you. I've seen two. I've seen more. Father, I thank you for the hands lifted up. I pray that these people will have a fresh encounter with you. I pray that they will see you in a greater dimension. I pray that you will minister grace into their hearts. I pray that you find them. And Lord, wherever they have been hidden, hidden in sin, hidden in loss, hidden in every kind of the plans of the enemy, I pray in the name of Jesus that you will bring them out in the name of Jesus. Amen. Put your hands together for Jesus. Oh, do it better than that.